making soccer news for insight that excels for expert analytics you better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Just poop they cover it all they'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. All right, gentlemen, welcome to season two, episode six of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Always a bridesmaid, never a hat trick. My name is Jonathan Everett. And I have returned safely from the Maldives, although I wish I would have been sick and they made me stay. Hmm. I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. Uh, I'm Randy. I just returned from uh, Kamano Island in the Puget Sound. I wish I was still there, too. Where are you coming to us from right now? Special place inside of your heart in Northeast Portland. Okay. Josh. I am Lake Oswego, and that's all I got. Greg, I just returned to you from the bathroom, and I'm in Goose Hollow. <laughs> oh, man. Josh, when are you going to go on vacation? I go on vacation the end of this month. Where are you going? Just to L.A. to see my mom before she dies. You didn't get either of those two... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that makes my next joke not very funny. No, you can say it. Yeah. Still funny. <laughs> I said, are you going to get either of your two one-year-old patch releases mailed out before you leave? Yeah, I got to do that. I just got to grab them out of the garage and do it. I'll do it this week. You definitely shouldn't do it this. Put week. your mom. Put your dying mom to work. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't know where she is. She'll never be able to do it. <laughs> oh my god well anyway let's talk about some uh portland timbers and some scores on the football pitch uh specifically we'll start we haven't recorded in in a bit um and uh thank you again greg for doing all the editing and uh organizing and and whatnot thank you very much what was our last episode was after cocky cap right yeah i think so yeah. No, it was that, after. Wasn't it after our, that loss, or one of our other? It was after. Losses? It was after, after the, we covered the losses to Dallas, Club America, and, and Seattle. Seattle. And uh, Seattle. We are so, uh, good at sports. Three sad trombones. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we now have uh, two happy trombones and a really sad trombone. So. Uh, so apparently, if I'm reading the notes here, away at San Jose, Quake Zero timers too. <laughs> timers. It's a good. It's a good thing I am not reading a teleprompter. Here, here's all we need to say about that, man. We can make this real short. A win or a loss in San Jose doesn't mean anything because everyone can beat San Jose. Everyone can get beaten by San Jose. Doesn't matter how good your team is. They they're either the the way that the style that they play either fails completely for them or works really well for them, depending on what game they're in. And so that was, that they had a, we had a, also they were on three days rest or whatever. So we won that game, even though we had rotated, it's not, there's not a lot of real anything you can get from that game. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. I, 
I think there is uh, something very exciting that game that happened. Um, and I will give credit to, um, oh, I'm going to fuck up their name, uh, podcast for making a joke about it. Uh, the Outer Roses. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, where they had the funny where that was the farthest left that uh, Ketterer had ever reached. Um, Ah, I mean, Zinger! That's a good one. Yeah, I legit laughed out loud. But uh, if I recall correctly from watching the highlights, the score wasn't, I forget what the score was when he saved that, but I mean, that could have changed the tide of the whole game. So uh, I, you know, like Randy, kind of exactly what you said, where it's like San Jose is so inconsistently good and bad that it's it's not a good measure of whether or not your team is doing doing well. No, I agree, like, exactly with what both of you said right there, but I will say the match was important for just morale and the feeling of riding the ship after being knocked out of CCL, a home loss to a rival. We just needed something good to happen to be like, okay, we got this. Oh, yeah. let's, let's continue on in the right direction. Yeah, that's did good. we really write that ship? I think we did. That that was a good, uh, yeah, I agree with that too. I, I think Josh's question and is right. It was right also important for Eric because Eric was matched up against the captain of the U.S. Olympic squad that got knocked out. Oh yeah! And did you see his tweet? Oh, yeah, no, what was a good one. That was a good one. He used the Michael Jordan last dance, and I took that personally. <laughs> tweet oh, 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 oh shit um that's that's fun uh, i did not realize they were a matchup again so i missed i didn't get to watch that game or um the the galaxy game so uh, which is unfortunate so i've only seen shit games just highlights uh but uh again eric williamson probably should have been on that team Every interview, like with the coach, was like, "Yeah, Eric and I talked, and he seemed understanding." But when they actually talked to Eric, no, that stung him. Like he wants to be on that squad. He feels like he deserves to be on that squad. And I really like the fire that it's lit under his ass. I like anything talking about his ass. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Does the U.S. men's team actually have a healthy future? I don't. That's a subject for another. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're staying on task. Yeah, LA Galaxy. So who watched this match that wants to talk about it? You didn't watch it, Jonathan? I watched highlights of uh, both games. I only watched the dog shit Philly Union match. Mm. Um, I watched highlights of all three. (laughs) Who's going to win that prediction for Josh and watching games? I didn't watch games because they were on at like fucking like one o'clock in the morning in the Maldives. So it uh, it was not... Uh, not ideal. I don't have cable, so I can only watch certain things. There's a YouTube channel that streams them all. Yeah, I found that out now. Like, <laughs> I found that out yesterday. I will be using that going forward. Yes. No, you won't. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was a little bit worried about that going into it because, you know, the Galaxy are supposed to be a real team this year. And I thought... You know, San, like I, I was still had the same opinion of that San Jose game, not really meaning anything one way or the, or the other, although it was definitely good for morale. Um, first half of that match, up until the horrific event, um, we definitely looked like the most most uh, dangerous of the two teams. Um, 
we weren't getting pushed around and no one was, you know, just Chicharito wasn't really doing squat. So it looked pretty good. I thought, but did, did you have an opinion on, on, uh, how we did before we, we went up one man? Oh, absolutely. I felt like we were completely in charge. Uh, Chicharito was a freaking ghost. I don't even remember him touching the ball in the first half. Let's talk about that tackle, man. Ugh. Ooh, oh my God. Derek Williams is a fucking dick, dude. Hold on. Hold on what? Hold on. No, that was a shitty fucking tackle. I just have a really hard time saying he's a fucking dick with all that side stuff that's going on. What side, what side stuff? stuff? What you side guys stuff? don't know about the side stuff? No. So I don't have any side hose, Greg. He's been getting legit death threats and a After. ton of race, yeah, and a ton of uh, racial abuse shit. Not from Timbers fans, mostly from uh, Peruvian national team fans. Oh, uh, um, to the point. Uh, to the, to the point. Make him not a dick, though. I know, but he uh, doesn't. He has a history of of that kind of reckless challenges. Does he? Doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah. He he's got a, a a career littered with red cards. Um, I, Greg, when you were saying like the race, like the the racial abuse, and I was going, I'm like, who from fucking Portland is racially abusing an LA Galaxy player? I'm like, I figured they would invite him to a vegan bake sale, uh, <laughs> and uh, as it, so, it's Peruvian um, fans. Okay, that um, that is definitely. There's a lot of racism in South America, but yeah. Before we say how shitty he is or that he's a dick, we should take a second to make it clear: there is nothing somebody can do to make death threats and racial abuse okay. Well, totally. Yeah, that's. Now yeah. that that's said, what a dick! That was <laughs> the worst tackle of the season, if not two seasons. Um, and there's yeah. no there's no excuse for it that like he's nowhere near the ball uh and it's like one of those things where uh, you can still choose to not do that he had enough time to avoid or miss and he just went straight in that was like knee to knee like you know when you see like someone get tackled in soccer and they're doing like like all these flips in the air and rolling around in pain yeah. like i mean that was uh awful and you're like wow he's not doing all the crazy ass rolling around in well, that's really, when you know it's real really when he just hurts. like yeah he just goes Crying. down and doesn't yeah. yeah and doesn't move <laughs> yeah i don't i man i mean i guess he didn't break any bones so that's that's good but you gotta wonder if if somebody fully recovers from that well, it was quad and meniscus surgery he's getting, and soft tissue is often worse than bone. Yeah. So, well, there, I mean, that's it might not necessarily be career ending, but I mean, Andy Polo was only just breaking into starting due to injuries. Like, I mean, that will probably change his uh, his his future approach. It just it super sucks, yeah. um, and I don't I. I just checked the the link in there for the disciplinary committee, and I still don't see any updates. But yeah, they were they're saying that that they were going to take their time, I guess, because there's there's no need to make a a rush judgment because there aren't nobody's going to be playing games for the next. Which is bullshit because I'll say the likelihood of like the death threats and all that shit continuing after he's handed his sentence goes down greatly. They should just announce his suspension and get it over with. Um, I mean, those 
I don't think the people that are the Peruvian national fans are paying attention to what he's doing in MLS. Well, who knows? A, but yeah, I they should do. I, you know, I do agree with you though. There's no reason for them not to decide that right away, as if there was a game being played next week. There's there's literally no reason to put that decision off. But he got his normal. What does he have now? A normal red card suspension? Yeah, just the one. There's game. going to be more. They just haven't announced like how many. Well, how do you yeah. feel about it? Like, what do you think should? What do you think the right kind of punishment punishment should be? You know, I've seen some people saying that, like, it should whatever if the person that you take out is season ending, then you should be season ending. I don't agree with that. That's but I mean, it's, it's a little harsh. It's kind of but, fair, it, but it is kind of fair. But yeah, because he went down and didn't move. So, you know, he was like actually hurt. Not one of those fake roll and tumbles. You remember when just, Nagby took that really horrible tap tackle and had to be wheelchaired off? off the field or out of the stadium yeah, yeah and we all thought you know i mean and what was that young that got that suspension yes we all young. thought nagby was going to be out forever but just because he's superhuman he managed to make like a really miraculous comeback you can't always equate the injury with how severe the penalty right. is yeah because there could be you could be coming in for a tackle and or coming in for the ball and the guy's foot could be in the wrong position and you shatter his leg. Yeah. And that's not like your fault. Well, it is, but it's not. Yeah. But like, it looked like he was malicious and like came in with intent. There are tackles that are, that just go poorly. And then there are then tackles, tackles that, that are, are poor. <laughs> well, yeah. And then there are tackles that just have no business being made. I mean, you, you think it was malicious and not just a bad decision that he made? Um, I don't think based on his history, it's not malicious. Yeah, I don't think he was like, I would like to go end Andy Polo's career. I think he was like, I'm going to tackle this motherfucker and don't care. Yeah. So not malicious. Almost just as bad, though. Yeah, it's just it's careless. And again, like this is the kind of thing that could end Andy Polo's soccer playing career as we know it. And he deserves to be suspended. I would I don't know what the right number of games is uh i i i would say at least five. Oh wow hmm. i mean that's well, yeah. yeah if you do a harsh punishment other people won't do it yeah i guess you're, you're right you yeah. know you have to learn yeah. like someone has to be the how do other leagues handle this or do they not have these kind of uh it's usually like a few what is it a red cards two games i know i mean like situations like this where it's egregious i think it's up to the the i don't know so we don't we don't know how other similar types of tackles have been handled by other leagues in the past no okay i'd be okay with this being a season ending suspension for this specific tackle so what would be the what would be the the justification for that like when you if you're on the disciplinary committee and you take off your timbers pride hat and imagine like this is a tackle you saw happen against seattle uh, and not Portland. What is your how? How do you get to season? You're suspended for the season. So how many times? I'm going to dial it back to something that's more agreeable, and then kind of blow it into proportion here. How many times have you seen Diego Chara after like the 70th minute commit a yellow on purpose just to make a statement? Absolutely. Right. So he's making a calculation in his head. 
on I can do this and it's worth the punishment that I receive. Unless you take away any inkling that, okay, maybe I should try for this challenge. And if it's successful, then that's awesome. But if it's unsuccessful, I have this much punishment. Is it worth it? You have to take away that, like, that calculation. It has to never, ever, ever be worth taking that much of a risk to protect the players. Yeah, I don't think Charo's tackles are of the same nature, though. No, no, no. I'm not comparing the tackles. I'm yeah. comparing that c- the weighing uh, the infringement versus the penalty in the moment. I, I feel like that guy just didn't think about what he was doing. Probably not. You made a really bad decision and either didn't think about it or just didn't really care. He may have in the back of his head thought, well, I'm going to shake this guy up a little bit, slow things down for them. But, you know, Jesus, I don't know, man. I I think they got to do something. You want to send the message that you're not going to, that the league is not going to put up with this kind of stuff in the future. Absolutely. You want you don't want it to be a place where, I mean, no one's going to be a you know it's not like people are afraid to play here, but you don't want to you know teams aren't going to want to loan out a, a player to an MLS team because they're worried about them getting hard. Get thug league. Yeah. 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 But everyone, every league has like their thugs, you know. But also, it's what was the was it um, slap shot. No, the, <laughs> the uh, Major League. Is that the one with Charlie Sheen? Yeah, yeah. Was it the first one or the second one when all the guys that oh, were wait, wearing talking- the... What? Go ahead, sorry. Oh, they were wearing their, their rally hats, so they were wearing them inside out, and they went to the like some steak house after the match and saw like the two teams eating dinner together, and they were like so pissed, not realizing that... like. The players are actually friends. You know, like there's and so like these most of these players are probably friends or friendly. Was I talking about that maybe? I don't remember. <laughs> Tin cup. But, but still <laughs> but still, like, you gotta um you know, these players like you don't wanna be known as like have no friends in the league. Thanks for the input, Josh. I know some like, sort of audio representation for a math tangent that we can. Yeah, oh my god! I, you don't want to be ostracized in your own community. I totally get it. I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I was gonna mention. I think I mentioned it before, though. But like that um, Eduardo from Arsenal back in like the early 2000s when he broke his leg from that tackle. Does anyone remember that? No. No. Oh. Um, I was watching that while I was talking, so it sort of like blanked out everything I was saying. I, I understand the point you were trying to make, though, which is like yeah, just, the players are friends. Yeah, and you don't want to hurt each other. Like you know, when if we, when we were playing fat, when we were playing fat ball, I'm not going to like try and hurt you if you're on the other team. I totally fell down playing fat ball one time and kicked out at Corey Radicevich. and he looked at me. He's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And I was like, "I'm I'm in it to win it, Corey. Get <laughs> you risked it for the biscuit. Yeah, you're wearing a, a like a, a tie-dyed lion T-shirt. You're getting kicked. 
That's a, that's a but, um, but yeah, so I mean, I I think five games is fair. I don't. I I think the tackle was reckless. I don't think it was malicious. I've seen malicious soccer tackles where you go in too hard on someone on purpose because you're doing whatever kind of what you were saying, Greg. But I mean, this just was a reckless tackle that ended up, you know, crushing Andy Polo and yet another injury for the the Timbers. And so, I I, I think five games would would be fair. It sends the message, uh, I and I, I think, think you so, should. Jimmy. I think you should be docked pay for the five games as well. I don't know how that works in terms of suspensions and and pay. I don't think they'll give them five. I think they'll probably give them two. You two additional or two total. Two additional. You can't talk. You can't dock a player pay in this league. A lot of people don't get paid enough. That's like a huge financial thing. You're not getting paid. Well, then like you should not five hundred thousand horror tackles. Well, you should no. You should you should um you should um find the club, and then maybe they shouldn't. You know, then they can do whatever they want, whatever disciplinary things they want to do to him. I don't think it has to be a fine. I think a suspension is enough. Yeah. But you said for a year. Yeah. He's still getting paid for that year. I wonder how I don't think works. you get paid if you're like Yeah, you do. I don't know. I don't know how that works. They have a union. They're getting paid. So let's get on to the second half of that game. Um a lot of times and I feel like the Timbers have done that. You go they go up a man and you're and they don't seem to be able to capitalize on that. But um we capitalize the the F word out of that situation Felipe Mora and so here's uh again watching highlights only I did not watch the match but what I will say is that I'm really pleased with my uh prediction before the season started that uh Van Ronken would be the best defender and best player in the Timbers not Rob (laughs) (laughs) citation needed also I'm gonna asterisk I have an asterisk for Van Ronken in the next game Oh, okay. That's fair. But if you listen to the much better uh, Morrisonic podcast, they uh, talked about Van Ronken quite a bit, but he was responsible for all three of those goals against the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. He, did have a good, he had a good game. He looks yeah. like, a, like a Scooby-Doo-era villain. <laughs> <laughs> like he kind of looks like Shaggy to me. Or yeah. like... Somebody like he guest starred in a made for TV movie with Vincent Price or something. Yeah, like he was, he's definitely like Cruella DeVille's husband in <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> anyway, so, should we move on to the next game? No, we got to talk a little bit about Ketterer here because I feel like this is where I'm going to talk smack on Morrisonic, but respect and other pods for not addressing the the elephant in that room of Mr. Ketterer. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we, I mean, when I said, let me clarify. When I say we, I mean, I very publicly said terrible things about Christian Pulisic when he liked that one post on Instagram about Antifa people taking a dirt nap. And, and I was yeah. like, fuck that guy. Um, and uh, Ketterer, his social media history makes Christian Pulisic's like of an Instagram post pre-elementary. Uh, and the, the, uh, again, I know that it's a, it's a sports team and we're there to support, you know, the, uh, the team what's on the field and we're going to root for the Timbers, but we're not talking 
conservative, you know, liberal, casual arguments, the things that he was liking, retweeting, um, and sharing were, were beyond awful, like anti-trans, uh, anti-immigrant. Uh, his nickname was the border wall for his team in the USL. For stopping goals, though. No, dude, that's, and that's, this yeah, is the, bu- this is the bullshit part of it, Randy. But it's so, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so you call it like calling someone the wall is fine. Uh, calling someone the border wall and having that social media history is not fine. Somebody that suggested is... changing his name to the fence around the Fed building. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. Uh, but uh, like the his the blanket support of Turning Point USA. And if you guys don't know what Turning Point USA is, you should go research it. Uh, and again, not that it has to be a political podcast, but this guy is a human piece of shit for what he believes in. Um, and I'm thankful that he brought his skills of playing keeper to the Timbers for the for the two games that we were able to win. I'm assuming that he's out um, based on the the Merritt Paulson tweets that we'll talk about in a minute. But it is, again, I'm not speaking for anyone else in this podcast. This is straight up just me. But the the his it was it was disgusting where it's like it uh, again, I have friends who are Trump voters. I have co-workers who are Republicans. I'm not uh, opposed to making friends or to learning or to, you know, even I, I'm very anti-gun. But there's a lot of things that I didn't know about guns that I would say on the Internet. And then I'm like, well, you know, I have gun nut friends who would explain to me like that's not correct. And this is why you have to look at it from a different way. So I'm open to be wrong happy to learn but the stuff that this guy was um uh sharing and liking is it just it's not welcome it's not welcome here so i don't i don't have any i mean i know that he started scrubbing his twitter account his social media accounts either while he was in the process of coming here or shortly after so i don't have the specific examples except for i did did hear about the turning point you want the guy to represent your team. And I'm looking city. at the specific examples right now. Yeah, or like is it somebody save all those? Oh yeah, they're. I'm tons. looking at a screenshot. Uh, before he scrubbed it, he followed. This is just one single screenshot. Kimberly Guilfoyle, Jim Jordan, El Paso PD, El Paso FBI, Mark Esper, Ted Cruz, Matt Gates. Oh, like. And Just that's like, a single. That's a single uh, screenshot. That's not scrolling. Yeah, and his. Yeah. Well, that's just following, right? But but. Uh... It was the Jonathan, retweeting. You've got of, specific retweets and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Retweeting of anti-trans uh, and so, anti-immigration I mean, and. Randy, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have to say it's like I people are like you know as a as a super leftist for me I, you know I, my super you know. Leftist. Yeah, fascination of like cultures like St. Pauli, where they have gotten rid of players uh, for uh, not representing the district of St. Pauli, which they're from. And we are not St. Pauli. We don't have to be St. Pauli. But there is a difference between, you know, someone who like was it, uh, Lindsay Horan still stood and had her hand over her heart. And that was a big whatever. Lindsay Horan is not sharing shit from Turning Point USA. Like it's it's OK to be different. But uh, that was a whole level of I can't imagine 
that they didn't know about that when they were signing him. And it just makes me go like, dude, like what the fuck, man? Like that's, that is they were in a tight the spot. last person that should play in Portland. Yeah. Well, they, they were in a tight spot and I think there's gotta uh, be a pool of keepers to pull from though. I th- yeah. But that's probably the guy that made the most sense. He played in the same system apparently yeah. that we use for keepers. And so it'll be a real, t- I mean, Merritt Paulson says and does a lot of dumb things and we all I mean at least on this podcast want this want our team and our ownership to reflect our own values um this will be a test I think whether or not they keep him after the fact so that was uh which will tie into like so Merritt did address the awful performance in Philadelphia but he did say thank you to at keeper Ketterer um in his post and so i'm wondering if that was like his goodbye to uh Ketter because clark is back hmm. or if they are going to try to figure out some type of transfer because again um atnella is out for the season and even though my man hunter salty didn't perform well i still love him and i i wish him well but he's clearly not quite ready to take on a starting keeper role in mls so we'll see that tweet very much read like Steve was coming back and thank you for helping us out for a couple matches. Yeah. yeah I'm okay so. if Steve doesn't come back, actually. Well, who do you want in his place? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not, not, uh, not Ketterer long-term. No. And then credit to the, the Timbers army uh, for uh uh his uh home welcoming match for Mr. Kedrer and all of the banners they chose to hang in front of the army which were as uh political as you can get and he had to accept his log slice for his shutout of the LA Galaxy and that made me really happy that he has to be surrounded by uh the people that he publicly hates on the internet <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. this has been pretty good for him. You know, he's raised his profile quite a bit. You got to imagine other teams are going to come sniffing around him. Yeah, there's some probably racist teams like Red Star Belgrade <laughs> that would love to have a, a a right winger on their team. Uh, so, anyways, getting back to what I was going to say, um, a lot of times when the Timbers go down a man uh, or go up a man, they don't really capitalize, and we did in fact capitalize, and so. It was good to see us have the, the killer instinct and keep, keep pushing for goals. Von Rankin. So the last part of that match that we need to talk about is Valeri taking the penalty. Oh, instead of the... So Mora's on two goals. Right. And there's a penalty. And Mora buried his penalty chance against Club America when Valeria was taken out of the match uh, at home. So clearly the next person in line to take PKs on a hat trick. What do you do? You give it to the captain. Morris uh, did not want to take the penalty kick that he did have to take. What game was that? A couple matches. Against Club America. Yeah, he was real nervous about it, he said. So I don't I'm not surprised that he didn't take that. And I'm also with more Sonic on this. They mentioned that getting a hat trick on a penalty kick is not a real hat trick. I mean I could see it if it is. I could see it if you you know, like if you take one early on in the game and then you still get a hat trick, that's one thing. But then to seal your hat trick on a penalty kick. Eh, well, and Valeri had just missed two penalty kicks against Seattle. 
and he had an absolute dog shit of a couple months personally. Yeah, I think that was I was case. happy for Valeri to get in there, get a goal, get that monkey off his back, be like, okay, I'm back in the game. It's like, great that he wanted to take it too. Yeah, that penalty kick for Valeri was what the San Jose match was for the team of riding the ship and getting focused. Yeah, yeah, clearly he played excellent in the Philly game. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look, I know he's chasing um uh hundred hundred. Super cool. I really want him to get there. I think it is selfish of the captain to uh to take the penalty when another player could make, you know, history. So well, what if he offered it to Mora and Mora said, No, you take it. Well, he didn't seem to be arguing for it. Yeah. yeah I mean, I if 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 they had that you know, figured out. I mean, good for them. I'm just thinking uh, that it, I, I think Morris should have taken it. And I think that uh, it would be cool to finally have the hat trick be done with it and, uh, and then not have to talk about it anymore. I think you're wrong. I think you're right. I agree too. with you. I think you're right. Yeah. See me and Josh get it. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I don't really get anything. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it was a great win. Uh, it's even better that Chicharito did not do anything in that match. And a 3-0 win against the Western Conference rival. Again, when you take into account the uh, the schedule this year, it's like uh, a win at home is almost like two wins uh, against another Western team. So, uh, Let's move on to Western Conference teams. To the other not Western Conference team? I'm sorry, yeah. On let's move on to misquotes by Randy. Let's move on to Western Conference team. Misquotes by Randy. Um wow, that Philly game was abysmal. The Timbers looked good for like four minutes, and then they looked like ass the entire rest of the game. The bench was hilarious. There were there was really nothing that uh Geo could do given the circumstances of the team, but he could, he could have subbed in Spria earlier. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Valeri come off sooner. Valeri, every touch Valeri had in that game was uh, was off. He didn't complete passes. He, you know, the to take any chance of a shot, nothing. And when he did, it like you know scored, you know scored a uh, uh, sword sky high. Um, he doesn't have the pace anymore to play a full 90 he is like he has to count on his you know fancy footwork and skills to to maintain his relevance there and it's just it was clear like there were a few times where he was like one of the lone attacking players and we won possession and he gets the ball and then we just lose it and uh it's not i'm not saying like valeri out by any sense he's still one of the best players that's ever played in MLS and he's got a long, you know, career ahead of us, but not in terms of, of like a starter uh, in MLS. Like he's got to be an impact sub or the guy who comes in and does whatever. Or if, you know, in the, in the age of five subs per team, instead of three, he's a 45 minute starter or a 45 minute closer and uh, not a full 90. And we just waited too long. That was, we looked so awful, and it was very, very disappointing. I'm going to take what Randy said a step further and say Aspria should have started over Jabo on the wing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Jabo has clearly not gotten back into form yet. He hasn't since his injury last season. Yeah, that's that's right. That's, and Aspria was hot earlier in the year. It's disappointing. Yeah, Aspria's doing uh, pretty good in the beginning. It was okay. 
And yeah, and I'd rather have Jabo, a true striker, uh, come off the bench to replace Mora late in the game than Aspria, a sometimes striker, come on in the same scenario. Just start yeah, Aspria on. Yeah, have Aspria start it all and let him just make himself crazy yeah. and drive everyone crazy and then sub him off. Yeah. Am I saying we would have won with Aspria on the wing? Obviously not, because we are the absolute worst at set piece defending. <laughs> but. <laughs> they didn't score any set pieces after Aspria came on. <laughs> that's, cr- that's true. <laughs> the one that got called back. Yeah, he's I'm actually killing. the best set piece defender in the history of the Tumors, Tyron Aspria. Are you listening, uh, Giovanni Savarese? I told you, man. He makes a good, uh, he'll make a good center back. Yep, box to box center back. Yeah, box to box. That was so How funny. How about, uh, um, man, that first goal of theirs was just so bad. Nobody, nobody kept followed Shabilko. Shabilko, and that was how is Felipe Mora marking Shabilko? That's yeah, that, exactly. Mora comes in at five feet nine inches, and Shabilko comes in at six feet four inches. So, and Shabilko scored with his foot, not his head. <laughs> yeah, a pretty pretty good uh, matchup there. That is not a good yeah, matchup. Yeah, but he was like when, center in the box. I know that's, that's sarcasm. Sarcasm. Oh, okay, I was like, wait a minute, dude. They that is. I mean, granted, all of Philadelphia is nine feet tall, so there's not a lot you can do. Someone's got to mark someone, but I just do not understand how your your starting striker is marking Shabilko. The, the Philadelphia Globetrotters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out those trick shots. It was kind of funny because um, Williamson was the next closest guy, and he kind of looked. He was like, "Wait, what? What just happened? Was was Mora really guarding that guy, or was maybe that supposed to be my guy?" And it was funny. I thought an article I read said Jabo was marking Shabilko in the so yeah. oh, different goal. Got it. Yeah, watch the watch the replay of that goal, and it is just he's completely by himself in and the in the air. Yeah, like so any, it's crazy. It's this has to be a Geo thing, right? Yeah, what, that he's not a good like, coach. It's not like we've not. <laughs> what happened? Like, hey, maybe we, we forgot to to practice set pieces for the entire year that's what they played like yeah, <laughs> yeah every practice like oh that's what we're missing yeah. oh, that was just yeah that i have a bigger question about this is how how does he fail to motivate the players to be up for this game and then after we go down horribly how does he fail to motivate them to make it seem like we actually wanted to get back into it I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I I can't imagine you become a professional soccer player being that poor at defense. Like, I don't think that's an individual matchup thing. This feels like a training and a coaching and a tactics thing. Well, mostly nowadays when everyone sort of has to play every position. A little. I would like to play every position. Shut up. I no, I I don't know. And so then I've got my asterisks. Asterisk. Ooh, Von Ronken. I've seen a lot of people bad mouthing Bravo about the second goal. My asterisks was for um Van Rankin because on that second goal, the man marking that person was actually Van Rankin and he and he just kind of stopped marking him. Yeah, he just and yeah, exactly. Bravo made a last ditch and kept 
trying to follow in and made a last ditch effort to, to get on him. So it wasn't really his fault that he didn't cover him. It wasn't fantastic at all. Van Rankin was tired from carrying the team. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he was literally just kind of standing out there and left there kind of by himself. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, nothing connected. Again, the first few minutes, we had a couple of runs with some amazing uh, passes uh, where it was like there was one, like seven, one touches in a row. And uh, it looked good. And I was like, okay, like we're, we're here to win. And it just crashed and burned and no response uh, available on the bench to do anything. I was really surprised. No halftime subs uh, given, given where we were. Um, uh, Do we ever do half half halftime? Well, we didn't even suit a full squad because of our injuries. Yeah. yeah, like the, the look so. at the. I took a screenshot of the the bench, and it was funny. I was like, "There's nothing. Like, there's literally nothing you can do uh, with." Uh, they could have put me in to, to defend on a three zero score line, or like I wish we had Harold Hansen. Just, just oh, yeah, just to legs. provide a spark to the team. So that, that that was the thing. There was like he's not even specifically a spark. There was nothing. It was uh, specifically, the, the, specifically, specifically, no, specifically. Yeah, it it just yeah. It was a bummer to watch. I was super pumped, and uh, my dad was like, "Okay, yeah, Timbers game. Let's put it on." And and it just like. By the, the the 40th minute, I'm just like, cool, it's on my phone. I like the internet. That's pretty fun. Hey, that I'll last goal, last goal, Ketterer's fault. I don't remember it. Uh, he gets, it's the last goal. He goes to him, he, and he, he kind of fumbles it. Oh, yeah. Another guy oh, yeah, knocked it out, guy. and then it got kicked in from the middle? From the outside, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Is it because he's racist? If, yeah. Probably. Nah, man, if you get, he's either got to catch that or parry it out as wide as he can instead of parrying it out two feet away from him in front of the goal. Yeah, I'll say he's like 70% to blame. There were still defenders in the box that are supposed to clear it. So It was about as effective as the border wall. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we didn't know who our players were because we were wearing those weird parlay colors. Oh my god. I that was again, bizarre. Yeah, those... those uh, blue and orange. Those are, yeah. That's the way to go. <laughs> so awful. Did you guys watch wonder, any of the other matches with those jerseys this week? Yes, yeah. and I didn't even realize it was parlay week because the first one yeah. I watched was Cincy versus the Revs, uh-huh. and Cincy has blue and orange kits. Right, right. It was just their colors. I watched a couple <laughs> of them, and I and I was like, it was really confusing. I couldn't remember which team was which because they weren't even syncing them to the game. Like one of the games I watched, like they'll have the color of the of the jersey with the color of the team in the scoreboard you know what i'm talking about yeah and yeah. they didn't do that they or they had it <laughs> they had that according to the old jersey to the what jerseys they should have been oh and really so you'd be like <laughs> i was watching a team i was like oh yeah minnesota i was like oh wait that's not minnesota that's uh and then like, what's going on i even had a hard time following uh recognizing our own players on the field with the different kits yeah, like normally, even when the cameras zoomed out, I can be like, "Okay, that's Eric, that's Diego." Yeah, it, it wasn't a camera-friendly color. No, no, it was an eyesore. And yeah, and I, like, but it, they blended in with that, like the green pitch, and it just like doesn't work. 
No, I I like the poorly kits. I love what they're uh, you know the the mission behind that company. It's super cool. But the the blue one from a few years ago, the black one from not last year, I guess the year before, those were those are awesome uh, shirts. And then this one, I was like, oh, I'm not buying it. I, I think they're gonna it's gonna create more ocean plastic because no one's gonna buy yeah. them. You know, well, I like the mission too. But what would be cool is if they actually made it year round instead of just for one special weekend. Yeah, since they not, have the technology to do it, why it's not? It's not just like do we're that. running out of ocean yep. plastic. Better save some of that for next and year. And then wait, but what happens when you wash that jersey? Does the plastic from the jersey fall off and go back into the ocean? Yep. I for every uh Parley jersey that I buy, I throw five bottles in the ocean. And you <laughs> just, shoot four just seals. To, just to keep it sustainable, right? Yeah, I mean I'm trying I'm looking out for the company, guys. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta so give back selfish. to Adidas. Adidas, that <laughs> tiny little company. Oh man, see you in hell. <laughs> uh, so but yeah i i am glad we have the international break uh, i am glad that it longer yeah that we're gonna get some players back but even though when we get you know blanco back he's still not gonna be it's gonna take him three or four games to be back into the swing of things and uh hopefully they got something going on like Merritt clearly did not deliver in the offseason as he had said he was about to, that we're about to sign like one of the best defenders and whatever doing business with a country we've never done business with. And that didn't happen. Uh, they were, he, maybe that person's to, coming in for the summer. Could be, but he, he alluded to filling a young DP slot, which apparently we have open ones and had said that Ned Grabavoy and oh, we're going to sign uh, Ned as a DP. Yeah, and Gavin Wilkinson were uh, uh, on location scouting. I just they they got to have something in the tank. Like again, the whole idea of us having depth and having uh, a roster really got challenged. And I don't even know if we didn't have the depth pieces that we had. Like, what do you even do? Hmm. Yeah, this break couldn't have come at a better time. It's not the end of the world. We'll be we'll figure it out. We're not even that bad in in the standings because they're, they're relatively close. It is going to be tough to watch Seattle get a supporter shield if they manage to do that. That's going to be irritating as well. Seattle's not that good of a team. Here, I said it. They're, They're not really that not good. They just keep getting lucky, and or other teams just keep bailing. And I'm sure you, you create some of your own luck, but they literally are not that good. They just keep getting lucky. No, they don't pass the eye test. They look disjointed and weird. Atlanta and where do they play? yesterday what was that austin or zero zero draw at home jeez man yeah that's that's the story of them this whole year they're not that good going into the international break though we took six points out of a possible nine and that's not bad it's it's the way we lost in philly that was terrifying not the fact that we lost Uh, yeah we we lose i don't even think it was terrifying because we didn't really get outplayed we just kind of didn't show up you know, That's, it wasn't like we matched right. up against those guys and were like, oh man, we can't we can't compete against these guys. It was more like we forgot to compete against these guys. <laughs> so the reason why it's terrifying is because now teams are just gonna be trying to get set pieces against us every single match. Maybe. See we just maybe <laughs> maybe we have like a really genius set of set piece defending plan going on and we just wanted to lull everyone into a false sense of security. Oh. And, and become the, the Timbers counterattacking team of yesteryear. I like that Greg thinks that 
all these teams actually plan to play against us. Like they're really that's what you do in sports. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not He's against us. Cal- it's pretty easy. Everyone He's- seems to know how to do it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, hopefully that's the last time that we see um Logan Ketterer in in that. I, ha- I need to update his Wikipedia page for a personal section. I'm gonna get that done tonight. <laughs> but that uh, says your name. Are you do you want to have your name on there? Or do you have a fake account? I'll, I'll use my real name. I think it'll be funny. Jonathan, you want to talk about the other Merritt Paulson tweets that are worth bringing up? The Champions League final? That's what you want to talk about? Oh, no. Chelsea. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I I was really hoping Man City would win just so... You're the uh, only person. Yeah, I I was hoping they would win. And the reason I'm, I was hoping they would win is that... Um, it would attract Harry Kane to to Man City, and now there is uh, the latest rumors are saying that he would even consider moving to Chelsea. And if Harry Kane plays for Chelsea, I will also update his Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't want that at all. Are you? Are you? What are you now? A Chelsea fan again? No, I. I you know, like I. I really haven't watched that many games this season, but I have watched surprise, a few surprise. here and there. But they are. <laughs> But I haven't, you know, I followed them for thirty years. It is what it is. Yeah. Like you're a Chelsea fan, you were pissed off with the the Lampard ex- thing. I totally get it. And um, you know, Herman the German came in and and righted the ship, and uh, and it's exciting. Like I'm you know, still for you, extremely like, pissed about a lot. No, but not even that. Like we never even talked about like Super League. But like oh, I'm still Super pissed League. about like that too. You know, but yeah. but then we someone should- said that like you have to. You know, and it goes for really just all clubs in general. Like you support the club. You don't support you support the club first and then you support like the players. And then it's like, you know, the board and the management and the front office is like low down the list. But they're all separate things like you could still support the club and hate the manage and hate the front office. I 100% support Daniel Levy from Spurs. He's the reason why I like Tottenham. <laughs> He's an amazing businessman. And I watched him. Amazing. I support Eugene Levy from yeah. <laughs> oh man. But no, Josh, go fuck yourself. Chelsea sucks. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about your you know your brand new billion dollar stadium with no trophies. Yeah. Oh, that actually hurts a little bit. Um. Uh. But no, I mean that's it. So I'm I'm glad international break is is here. And then I, as our first match back against Sporting Kansas City at home. Yes. Is happening this year? Oh fuck off! Nobody cares. Everyone cares about the Euros. Nobody cares about the Euros. Yes, yeah. June nineteenth against Sporting Kansas City. Who is pretty far up there in the table? Aren't they? Aren't they like uh, third, maybe? Yeah. Is it really that far away? So our first yes. half weeks, yeah. we have uh, Sporting Kansas City, then Houston, and then Minnesota, and then Austin, and then Dallas. So we should be able to get some points from that, as long as you don't pay attention to look to the. Oh, Sporting Kansas City's in second. They yeah. are only two points behind Seattle. Yeah. Uh, according to Merritt's tweets, Blanco should be back in time for that. It sounded like Clark was going to be back in time for that. Uh, Nizgoda should be back late June. And he also alluded to the stadium being at full capacity for this match. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable about that. 
comfortable about what? Full state, full capacity. You even really? With, even with vaccinations? Yeah. Even with. Like I went to the mall this weekend and I felt weird like walking around there. That's because you were to a mall in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'd stop by Hot Topic. It just wasn't the same experience as it was back in high school. Um, Hot Topic wasn't around when I was in high school. (laughs) Oh, man. So the interesting thing, we were talking about this in full capacity and stadiums, and the Blazers are in the playoffs right now. And so I was just looking for tickets for fun. I am not a Blazers fan, but I do like live sporting events. And it was really funny, like on the, the resale part on StubHub, it was, this is a, you have to be vaccinated section only, all the fans, it's going to be a packed house. And I was like, I'm just going to lie and tell people that I'm not vaccinated so I can still have all the space that I want at a at a live sporting <laughs> event. I'd rather pay more money and have empty seats all around me than sit next to some drunk, sweaty bro who uh, wants sit to sit next shout. to yourself, you mean? Yeah, I would. <laughs> that is me. Yeah, <laughs> but it is ninety some odd degrees today, and I thought about pizza, so I had to shower three times. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited about a full capacity Timbers game just from the the atmosphere perspective. But I really do enjoy not having to deal with a lot of other people. Yeah, I went to my first social gathering with people, everybody vaccinated, no masks. It was a little bit weird at first. What about you, Greg? I went to karaoke. That was pretty sweet. That's right. Is it indoors? Yeah, we still had to wear a mask when we sang. And they, like, sanitized the microphone between every singer. But it felt good. Indoors or indoors? You're there every week anyways. What's your karaoke hangout where... Uh, Shemit's on twenty first. You ever go to you ever go to those punk rock karaoke's? There's punk rock karaoke's. Please tell me where they are. Uh, I don't know if there's any in town. I've seen them oh. once or twice, but they do have them on occasion. Sometimes uh, they're with a, like a live band. I've done live. I've done karaoke from hell. That's with a live band, but it's not punk specific. Uh, uh, Chopsticks has an emo night, which doesn't really excite me, but I get dragged to it so often. Here's how old I am. <laughs> I can remember when emo meant something slightly different or a lot different than what it means now. They used to I call like, kids different. with like emo kids. We were like, they'd show up with backpacks and it was almost kind of like a shoegazer kind of thing. And then slowly it became something completely different. The emo helmet is what uh, changed the, 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 the meaning. What's that? Like the hair helmet? Yeah. The hair yeah. helmet. See, yeah, it's like a totally different style kids. of music. Yep. Maybe maybe it was just a regional thing where I was from. That it was had a different meaning. I don't know. I miss the old school punk songs. They're talking about fighting and fucking. Not these emo kids. They're talking about like the the love songs. An emotion. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Shut up, lamps. This is a good place yeah. to end a horrible episode. Yeah, this is actually <laughs> going to be a really good episode. I There's think. no way this is going to be a good episode. We're all like so droggy or groggy. I was thinking about I said all the drugs are so yeah it's gonna be 10 minutes of content and then 45 minutes of outtakes after the exit song (laughs) Uh, this Sunday at 2 p.m. 
uh, PDXFC kicks off with the home opener at Eastside Timbers Complex. Oh, and our friends at uh, Soccer Touchdown are going to be doing commentary for that. Yeah. Which either we facilitated by mentioning it in that interview or else they facilitated themselves by following through on that. Yep. Also joining them will be former Timber Vitas. Who's that? Oh, shut up. Can Vitas speak English? Are you kidding, dude? What the no, hell of course I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he knows Christ. at least 10 words. Oh, yeah. God, he God. did one interview um, where the interviewer said, uh, your your English is really good. And he's like, oh, that's really nice. Will you please tell my mom? She'll be happy. Oh. <laughs> he also did an interview where they said, how are you playing tonight? And he said, we're shit and walked away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. We played, we, like, we shit. played like shit tonight. Shit. That, was, that was the best, man. Uh, I am. I'm glad he's kicking around in Portland and, and having fun. And uh, I will be going to the the PDX FC match. Uh, Greg, wait, when is Rihanna. it? Sunday at two. Where's it uh, at? Eastside Timbers Complex near 182nd and Powell. It's practically Gresham. Oh my god! Yeah, it's Washington. So I, you know, I want to go, but I don't want to go that far. That's, that's Greg. Nice. Are there going to be organized chants? <laughs> asking no. for a friend can i sit in the away section yeah sure <laughs> going to be smoke bombs yes there yeah. will be there you go what colors do you have field black tested. and gold will there be any um banners yes there will be will there be, will there be any there? flags yeah well how many ferrets will there be <laughs> all the ferrets <laughs> email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com <laughs> Leave a voicemail at 503-583-4235. I guess I won't be saying it. Uh, Finish it, Josh. (laughs) What's the closing song? Uh, The closing song, it's going to be Lights Out by Mindless Self-Indulgence, partially because it's about violence and Polo got a very violent tackle against him, and partially because I think Randy will hate it. Fair enough. Even better. What's the name this of this episode? episode of Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Birdie Time Pub. If you want to play indoors, a little mini golf, and have a quality beverage in a clean environment, stop on by. I'm Josh coming to you from Lake Oswego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. I love you guys. If you this want is to fun. Watch soccer games in a golf theme bar. Wait, does anyone, are, are you really going? Randy, are you going to go? To the to um, the game on Sunday? I probably not. Okay, maybe I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> well, not because of Randy. I was going to see if Randy wanted to go. I'll pick him up because I know uh, well, I, don't, you know, I don't. Give me in, my wife's out of town for the weekend. I'm going to have the kids, so they're probably not going to be into that. And be sure you know you can safe drop your kids at any fire station or um, <laughs> hospital until they're 18. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> really? Until they're 18? Yeah, because you, you're a legal guardian until they're 18. Wow. All right. You yeah, can no, safe drop right your away. kids at the fire station. No questions asked. It, it's, it's cuter if you put them in a basket. <laughs> yeah. Put our 13-year-old son in a basket. Yeah, put them in a we can We can make a wicker basket big enough for him with like <laughs> – you just put him in with like an iPad or something, and he'll be good. He won't even know where he is. <laughs> and then he'll like go to some orphanage, and he'll start yeah. singing Annie yeah. songs, and he'll be Josh, fine. Josh, where is Margo right now? She's with her mother. 
<laughs> Are you sure? Does mother mean the fire station in a wicker yeah. basket with Pokemon? Fire station. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's a Lake Oswego fire station. It's a lot better than a Portland fire yeah, station. Yeah, uh, probably be really lavish. Uh, air conditioning, the whole thing. All right, uh, guys. Yeah, they probably have a pool. Yeah, I am going to go eat dinner with my folks, um, and y'all can get fucked. Tell your parents I said hi, and I love them and miss them. I will. Okay. Bye. See you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. god that was like the greatest level of awkward i think i've seen publicly in a very long time um yeah he i guess he does suck for real i don't know yeah he sucks <laughs> you're like wait a minute i think i remember nice. this face all right well uh greg uh that's a lot of content to either edit out or to save for any kind of outtakes but are we ready to record <clears throat> yep Okay, should we, are we doing the clap or are you good enough at your job that we don't have to do the silly clap? We need a silly clap. God damn it. Mm. Silly clap, it's synced. It comes to you synced. No, it doesn't. It comes fucked up. Uh, Okay, fine. We won't clap. We won't clap.
I want to clap. So is it again? Is it one, two, three? <laughs> Shut up and just start it. And then four, or is it on four? I don't. What one is? Shut up, just start. On two and a half, we clap. That's Fantastic. Fine. Randy, Randy hates mediocrity, but he doesn't want to do one extra step to make it better. It's fine. I've never had him out of sync before. <laughs> I was going right, to say something really gross, but then I stopped myself because I know Randy would be disappointed and not want to be the Howard Stern of soccer podcasts. Hey, You're you welcome. Guys, you guys watch Independence Day? It's like that one scene with the president and never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Speaking of Bumble, I found yeah. my Brianna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>